everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of the Dance Beat Podcast with Cody Wiggins. First off, I want to thank you all who have been supporting through listening, through sharing with friends, through making positive comments to our guests, and for anyone who's hit me up, tagged us in your Instagram stories or on Facebook. Thank you so much. This is the fuel that keeps us going on this team seriously and has me working tirelessly on a Wednesday in between teaching and training clients and creating projects. This episode was inspired by the Super Bowl performance we just saw with Justin Timberlake. I saw Cody Wiggins right next to Justin and was awe-stricken because when I interviewed him almost two years ago for episode six of the podcast, I mean, just hearing about his story and his journey and like how hard he really had to hustle, to hear that, to know that, and to see him doing what he does on such a large platform, it had me more than think. I just viscerally knew everyone needs to know his story. So what we did was highlighted some of the most powerful clips, although there's a ton, to make a compilation for this episode. It's about 23 minutes, and we go over the sections on his parents' work ethic, how hard they worked, and actually how it impacted him, how Cody got into dance, working at Dunkin' Donuts while assisting Aquaman Jones on Usher back in the day, how Cody trains, and what Cody wants to be remembered for. So enjoy, enjoy, and if you want more, just Scroll on back to episode six of the podcast. His episode is about an hour and 40 minutes, and it is phenomenal. Still one of my favorites. And lastly, I have a little bit of a pause between some of the segments, so you can understand we moved between topics because we really, you know, picked and choosed. So thank you for listening and enjoy. Hey guys, my name is Galit Friedlander. I've worn many hats in the dance world over the last 15 plus years and have created Dance Speak as a platform for people in the dance industry to share their stories and blueprints for success. So listen up and get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and get personal with the people behind the movements you love. There's just disrespect, like there's a level of respect that everyone should have for themselves in general. Yes. Um, But in this case, so my mother, she worked, 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 worked. Work, 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 work. Exactly. <laughs> and my dad was a truck driver. Uh, nonetheless, he had a um, he had a chance to go play in the MLB, which is mm. the Major League Baseball uh, company or whatever. And I didn't find that out until recently, actually. Like as a yeah, he would have been a, a shortstop. Oh, so you have athleticism in yes. your family, in your oh, genetics. Yeah, and my mother played basketball. What? Like, <laughs> It's, it's crazy. Um, and they're both smaller people. <laughs> they're not, like, super tall. No like wonder you're at the gym 20 times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw pictures of my dad yeah. when he used to run track. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I looked like that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. My dad looked like a slim Hulk. Like, <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> but nonetheless, like, he's still athletic now. He tries to race me when we go on, like, family trips and stuff. I was like, dude, if you don't go sit in the sand and build a castle and stop trying to race me on this water. Um, Mad, you tell your dad to sit in the sand and build a castle. And it's crazy because now that I'm, I'm a little older, uh-huh. they our conversations are yeah. different. Like, to say that to your dad, when I was a kid, I was in fear of my life. If I was to <laughs> ever say anything outside of my dad like that to my parents, it's over. 
But nonetheless, back to the story. Um, so she had those three daycares. Uh, they were up and running until I was about 16. So working and seeing my mother build from our living room, one building that's a little bit bigger than our house. Our house was only three bedrooms and it wasn't a big house. We used to live in a two bedroom house and me and my mm -hmm. sister used to share a room. Mm -hmm. So we moved from there after being in North Carolina for like two years, we lived that way for two years. And at that point I was eating like peanut butter and syrup sandwiches, I will never forget that. Heating up the house with like the stove. I still do that now because it saves money. But either way, <laughs> um, push, push, push. And to see my mom build her brand that way, it kind of like inspired me to do whatever I wanted to do. And at the time I used to sing, I used to dance a little bit, just like around the house. My mom always looking at me and be like, just, I don't know what it is about you. We need to get this energy out of you before <laughs> you come to the house. I said, all right, cool. So she started enrolling me in like baseball, basketball. I never played football until like my junior year of high school. Um, in that we had like talent shows, anything that I could get involved in my mother was trying to put me in it. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't know a lot about like the arts, so I didn't go to school uh, at a fine arts school to dance. Like I didn't go to college for it. I didn't even know that they offered programs like that for us. Mm -hmm. um, I moved out at 17. We moved back to Atlanta. My parents got a divorce when I was turning 17. You personally moved out? Yeah. Lived on your own at 17? Yeah. I, um, like I said, I had businesses also. So my mother had me managing one of the daycares with her from the age of like 10 until I was like 14. Wow. And that was just me being in the office doing paperwork and then if she needed me to go downstairs and like say something to the teachers for the students, like activity or just being on time with whatever, making sure the kitchen is being run well with the plates being on time for the kids for snacks and their three meals or whatever, what have you. So it taught me to be focused. It taught me just to uh, be organized, mm -hmm. have purpose, mm -hmm. you know? in that for the summers and the springs I would do nothing but cut grass oh my god I don't ever <laughs> want to cut grass ever again unless you know when I get my house then I'll of course go outside with my shirt off with my lady whenever that happens just kind of push along and look at her looking at me from the window oh um, sure why <laughs> you know <laughs> if um, you're out there you know hit a player up my IG is at C Wiggins uh, <laughs> Oh, but nonetheless. I really hope that you get like a bunch of like. Wouldn't that be funny? Yes, for taking <laughs> resume. Galit, like, I got three resumes. In got my three DM. submissions for my wife. <laughs> They're sending me pictures of rings, sizes of rocks. No, but nonetheless, um, my mother was like, "All right, cool." So, at that time, my dad was driving trucks, so he was in and out of town. Like, yeah every That's week, rough. every month, you know, it's cool. But he was always there though. It was not like he wasn't in the house. I had a, a full house, you mm -hmm. know, family upbringing. But, uh, <laughs> so I had the business. Right. I worked that, I worked that business. That's so sweet. That what? sounds sweet. What? Having your own business, making your own money. It was cool. I just didn't like doing it. You didn't like cutting grass. I did not, but I was pretty daggone good at so it. So good at cutting grass. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I worked from the age of 13, 12 turning 13, until I was about 17, having my own lawn service. I saved up so much based on charging someone two, $300 for their yard oh, or wow. more, because I lived in the country at the time also, so it's like acres of land. Okay. We had, we were living on an acre and a half ourselves. 
So to go outside and cut that, and we have 47 pine trees in the front yard. Now, I go to Boston one summer. Instead of cutting grass, I go up there just to hang with some friends for like three weeks. In that three weeks, my mom takes her money and she goes and she cuts down all 47 trees in the front yard. What? We had hurricanes too in North Carolina. And we had a bunch of trees that were close to the house. So, so it that makes was like sense. a thing. Yeah. yeah. But 47 still laying in the yard when I get home. <laughs> so I get home, I'm like, yo, what the freak is going on? I'm like, ma, all the trees are down outside. Why did you cut them? I'm like, what's going on? She was like, you know, we're in the country. It's a bunch of ticks. It's a bunch of small bugs, you know what I'm saying? Little rodents and all that stuff. Never came in the house, but you know, field mice and all that stuff are out there. Um, and she didn't want it in the house. And on top of that, wind from tropical storms and hurricanes. I said, all right, cool. Go upstairs, put my stuff down. Cool, come back downstairs. We kicking it, talking, catching up. She ain't seen me in three weeks. At this time, there's no FaceTime. There's no Snapchat. There's no Skype. There's nothing. Like there's FaceTime no was internet. like in person. Exactly, and it's in like we still time. got landline telephones. Oh my god. So when I call and talk to her, it's like I'm gonna talk to you for ten minutes and I'm gonna let you go back to work, Mama, because I know you gotta drive. Whatever, blah blah. She says, "Cool." So from here until the yard is clean. This is your job. <laughs> I said, what? Me and my dad got out there for three months, and we cleaned up every tree, every pine needle. Oh, my God. I hate manual labor now. <laughs> With a passion. How did you get into dance? I played basketball my whole life. Mm -hmm. I had a few programs reach out to me to go to college. Um, I almost brushed up on getting a, a scholarship, but I didn't take it and mm -hmm. I didn't decide I decided not to go to school because I'm not a school guy I don't like school just because I like to teach myself like basically to me school is someone who stands in front of the room you get a book they tell you what to read in the book out of the chronological order of the book yeah and you go home and you do homework why would I do homework when I'm in class to work on it Ooh. all you're doing is talking to me I can do it on my own I can yeah. read it on my own I mean also you were actually working and learning business from when you were like six mm -hmm. that's just know. you know everyone has a different path and I think it's also I like hearing the the different like educational journeys because mm -hmm. you were getting quite an education outside of school I was gonna be a deadbeat <laughs> oh my god okay so you chose not to go to college and then uh I turned 18 mm -hmm. just graduating high school with no purpose at the moment just because I mean, I had started dancing in, in my senior year of high school. Aha! Ah. story. So, move back to Atlanta. Cool. I'm playing basketball star athlete at my school in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So, I'm homecoming king, junior year, all that, whatever, blah, blah. Bang, bang. Get to Atlanta. It's growing. Like, my popularity is growing. So, cool. I play sports. I can dance. I can sing a little bit. I came into school trying to battle just because that's what we did in North Carolina. Like, we used to host battles for each other, like, in little, uh, like, over at some of the homies' houses, but we had, like, little warehouses. Dance and, battles? Mm-hmm. And our teachers would set it up for us so we wouldn't get in trouble. Oh so we had God. school dances, but we would, like, advertise over the radio, like, so-and-so's going to be battling at, at school. But That's I wasn't so good. fun. Yeah, oh. it's a small town. And I wasn't any good. I just kind of mimicked what I saw on TV. Now, my cousins were really good. They're mm. twins. They used to, like, get down. I used to hang with them. Get to Atlanta playing basketball my junior year. After I finished that season, I trained all the rest of the year, trained going into the summer of my senior year, like going into the senior year, and my coach just rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like him for whatever reason. I didn't like the style of play. I didn't like his system, and I was already on one 
where I was from and I had prospects look like I was already a prospect so I was like mm, whatever one day I looked at my basketball before I went into the school like I had it in my car and I looked at it and I said I don't want to play anymore and I deflated the ball I put it in the trunk went into school talked to my coach I said I don't want to play any more basketball like I think I'm done and he's like what and after that I auditioned for uh, the dance team at school like, it's like literally, a movie. <laughs> like literally a week a week later. Yeah. I saw them dancing in the hallway from last year's team and they were getting choreography together for the audition and I was like, well, what are y'all doing? And I just sat there and talked to them that afternoon and I was like, Oh, well, if you try this, you can do this and you can do this, you can do that and then they started piecing stuff together and they were like, You wanna be on the dance team? I said, Okay. <laughs> and at the time, like I have my own spot. I just got roommates who were in high school, I don't have no money, so they're not really roommates, they're just staying at my house. <laughs> messing my stuff up <laughs> so in that ended up moving and having like rehearsals in in our little like auxiliary gym in my apartment complex uh-huh. like outside of school I don't know what gravitated like how I gravitated toward just like directing stuff like that but uh-huh. my teacher let me take control of the team that year which was weird so I ended up like putting together a few pieces for us to do competitions and all that stuff and I didn't go to the competitions because I didn't really want to like perform at competitions. I was that kid. It was like, well, I'm not going to do that, but I still think it's cool. <laughs> but for the halftimes of the basketball games, I would go and perform with the girls. Okay. And I was the only guy. Hilarious. <laughs> I want to see the footage. If I can find some. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. But at that time period, like. VHS. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> It was like 2006. That's I have VHS. That's ten years ago. Oh my I God. just called someone yesterday. I was like, "You might have some VHS footage of me on like Good Morning America. Could I have it back?" No. I don't think I'll get it back. No. Nope. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, my coach used to kind of like laugh at me a little bit, make fun of me a little bit because I made that decision to stop playing uh, sports and to dive into the odds. Yeah. I took a drama class for a semester my senior year because I only had three classes because I was above the curve in North Carolina because of our learning system. Mm-hmm. And you come to Georgia, they didn't they didn't learn as fast as we were learning up there. <laughs> so, I mean, that's no disrespect to, you know, but it is at the same time. It's like, y'all, I mean, <laughs> so. Shout out to the education the system. The education system in Georgia, right. Um, they were a little bit behind based on what we were learning yeah so I was already ahead I just think it's a hustle like I I hustle yeah um go to the studio Akamon is in corner left of the room Usher pops his head up from behind the stereo being (laughs) stupid he he looks he's like who's that (laughs) Al Jamal is like oh this is my little homie Cody and Akamon gets up he puts out his pipe puts it down he says cool here, take this. He gives me a disc. He said, I want you to listen to track five. I want you to put together a hook for track five. If I hear four, if I hear six, you're fired. I looked at Al Jamal. I said, who is this guy? I didn't say it like that. I said, who is this? I looked at Usher. I said, I know who you are. You're you Usher. said that? Yeah. I said, I know who you are. You're Usher. Who are you? Akamai looked at me, and he kind of smirked. Al Jamal put his hand on my chest and said, whoa. You need to calm down there, guy. And I was like, okay, but what are we doing? Like, what's up? As I said, <laughs> I'm still young to this at the moment. 
So he's like, man, just do what he asked me to do. I was like, oh, I don't want to do it because he's not telling me what we're doing. Like, what am I here for? <laughs> and AJ says, good, I'm glad you asked that. Just to, That just lets me know that you understand that this ain't your stuff. And I was like, all right, so what are we doing, AJ? Like, what's up? He said, I just gave you the directions, just go do it. I said, well, what are we working on? He's like, oh, I'll give you that in a second. I just want to see what you do. Out of all respect, just go in the room and work on the piece. I said, all right, cool, give me an hour. I only, it only took me like 20 minutes to put it together, but I was like, give me an hour. I sat in there, I thought about it, listened to the song, got up, I danced. Uh, I came out the room, he's working with Usher at the time, like de developing him for whatever the mm -hmm. uh, situation was. This is on the Here I Stand album. I come out the room, I'm done. 30 minutes in, 45 minutes in. AJ looks at me, he said, one second. What? I look at Al Jamal, he said, man, chill. <laughs> so I was like, all right. He says, all right, cool, my bad, what's up? Let me see it. We go in the room, plays a song. I start dancing it, do it. He looks at me, he walks out the room. It was just me and him. He looks at me, he walks out the room. And I stand there. <laughs> the music's still kind of going. <laughs> I turn the music off, I stand with my hands on my hips. He walks back in. He said, do one more time. I said, all right. Did it again. He looks at me, but every time he looked at me, he turns his head like, walked out. Cause then I said, Al Jamal, come here. Al Jeezy comes in. Same thing. Al, at this point, Al Jamal has seen me like do girls choreography, uh -huh. but it's like I'm groovy. Like I did grooves with Jamaica, yeah, yeah. so I'm not doing like feminine stuff. It's just like grooves that women can make feminine. And after that, it's just like he saw, you know, me do like some guy stuff, like some real like dance stuff, some eights. That's what they call it. But uh, he comes in, he looks at it, turns his head, <laughs> looks at me, he walks out. What the freak? So they come back in again, and I, they're talking to us. Like, they close the door, and I kind of, like, put my ears to the door, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. I can't hear it because they're talking really low. Door opens up. I get hit by the door. I wasn't listening. <laughs> they come in. Usher comes in. He peeps his head, and he's like, all right, let's go. Let me see it. Turn it on. He does it. I stop the music as soon as I get finished. I'm like, yo, what are we doing here? What is going on? Why are y'all walking in out of the room? What is, what is going on? What's happening? I was like, man, just chill out. We just vibing. Like, this is just the process. I was like, all right, cool. They all walk out. Akman comes back in. He says, all right, cool. Show it to me one more time. I show it to him. He says, all right, we're going to take this move. We're going to move this here. We're going to take this move. We're going to do that. I'm going to put this here. He put some of his steps in it, too. And I look at him. I was like, yo, why are you changing my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> like what's up with, like I don't understand that like don't what, what why is that not fresh like he's like no nah, it's fresh like just relax we just we're gonna build something I'm like all right whatever and I look at him and I'm watching him work he does some phenomenal movements that I have never before in my life seen at this time and I kind of like that's when it kind of happened it was like click oh okay I can throw another move then like take this like I got this he's like oh okay I like that He's like, okay, well, try this. And he threw me a move, and I performed it. Like, I executed it. And after that, we just kind of, like, have meshed. And wow. he asked me to come to rehearse every day after that while they were doing the whole process for the album. And I was giving him, like, the new stuff that was going on in the hood, which was the snap movement at the time. Mm. And Usher was soaking that stuff up. Like, he liked it. And I, I was like, all right, we in here. Mind you, I'm still working at Dunkin' Donuts. I work every day from 5.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, my God. They rehearse from 1 p.m. until... So every day, 
for however long I'm doing that. Now Thursdays, now I don't have money at this point, so I'm hustling to scrounge up $500 for my rent. Rent's only $550. My car note is like $200. So I can't afford $1,000 a month. Like I'm trying to get it and I'm not getting that because I got to eat too. <clears throat> Bunch of other stuff happens, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Inside of all of this, every Thursday, I would leave Atlanta to go to Dothan, Alabama, which is three hours away, time lapse hour behind our time in Atlanta, to go and teach for two hours, a kid's class and then a teen's class. I'm only making $75 doing that. So I spend $25 to get there, to only make $50 to come back. I did that every Thursday for like six months. Now get another job inside of that as I'm going to rehearse with us every other day if not every day from 2 o'clock until to wake up at 4 to be at work at 5 30. So you weren't sleeping at all because I wanted to be in the room because of what was happening. Of like, how did you keep your mind sharp like I know AJ forced it mm. he was teaching me like mm. he was teaching me how to be sharp he was teaching me how to stay calm. He was teaching me like how to show the initiative to want to be there and to put in the work to be great, like to be better than you were yesterday. You will always be better than you were yesterday if you just move. And it was like understood that, you know, I understand like when you get an opportunity like that so young, quickly you just do it. Like there was mm -hmm. no pain, no nothing, right? Nothing. But the respect level was there. His respect for me was there. And then his morals in regards to who I was as a person were there. Yeah. And he valued who I was. And it was like young black kid trying to do something positive for herself and all this negativity. I, I rock with that. Yeah. So I'm going to support you because I see you making an effort to be better than these knuckleheads. And at the time, I was selling drugs, too. Mm -hmm. So it was like trying to make ends meet on top of that. Nothing hard. I was just selling like, you know, I was a package kid. I'll say that. Okay. I was a package kid. So you give me a package, I take it to place B. Yeah, because you needed to make your rent and your car note. And was not doing that. Damn. Um, now, in this, I got in trouble one night. <laughs> got locked up. AJ bailed me out of jail. Oh, wow. Holy crap. That was like $1,200. Then, after that, he had a conversation with me outside. He was like, look, I understand that you got to do what you got to do right now. Just hold off. I got you. I don't know him that well, so I don't trust him yet. Oh, wow. But in this is where the trust came into play. He bails me out. He says, all right, cool. If this ever happens again, I'm not rocking with you at all. You can just stay away. Like, I'm good on you. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, cool. You ain't got to worry about it. He says, so I'm going to do you a favor. I know I haven't been paying you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been coming to our house every day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He was feeding me because I wasn't eating that much. I was eating Dunkin' Donuts because I couldn't afford groceries either. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, making sure I'm taken care of. And that's why I didn't have a problem doing anything for him at this mm -hmm. point. Now, I'll cut somebody up for AJ, straight mm -hmm. up. Like, we can go to blows for that cat. That's my dog. Um, How do you train yourself? What are you training for? Ha. So... Uh, before I got booked on my la my latest gig, which was is Bad Boy Reunion, Bad Boy Family Reunion. Um, we don't start touring until August. That's if we're all booked. You oh. know, it's just legalities that go into all that. But anyways, before that, I was training myself. <laughs> I did three workouts a day. Three workouts a day. So how does what do they consist of? How long? Got you. And this is all before one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So I would wake up seven. 7.30, go take a yoga class. Mm -hmm. From yoga, 
I take bands, which is a cardio class mm-hmm. and a stamina class. I want to do that. I'll take it. And then I go to the gym. And if I didn't go to the gym, I would go to the park and I would do uh, pull-up work. Okay. I do that just to kind of get my body ready for a 15-minute show, a 45-minute show, and a 90-minute show. Work toward the 90-minute show. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I try to run. Like, I don't physically, like, I'll run, Mm -hmm. but I try to, like, do activities to Mm -hmm. surpass what that time limit is. Okay. And then try to find the balance of, let me go a little longer. Let me go and take a dance class now after 1 o'clock, after I've taken a second to eat and Mm -hmm. fuel my body. Let me go take a dance class. Let me take another dance class. Let me go and take an acting class, like, just to keep working these different muscles. Because your body is one muscle. Mm. I don't believe in the separation. Mm. I think that you are one muscle, right? So you work on that so that you can sustain a certain level uh, as an elite. I want to stick out like a sore thumb. So when I'm in rehearsal, if they say go full out, I'm trying to wear your ass out. I'm going to wear you all the way out because my stamina is there. That's half the battle. What would you like to be remembered for in the dance world? Constant motion and never settling. Always a happy spirit. I don't have to, you don't have to necessarily say like, he was always smiling. Um, I just want to continue to motivate even after I'm done dancing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I handprint, no thumbprints, mm-hmm. handprint. You, you see that, you can miss a thumbprint. You will not miss a handprint. You'll look at that handprint and be like, that's interesting. I wonder why. And you'll go look at it, and it'll give you all of the story in between the little fine lines of your fingerprints. Like, I want people just to remember, I don't know, just remember me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, just remember me. I don't know. Whatever I did for the community, however I did it, even if I haven't like physically been like, well, I'm going to go and build a school for the dance community. If it, I mean, you know. You are a school. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a walking school, ladies and gentlemen. I'm available <laughs> every Tuesday and Wednesday from 6 to 7 o'clock at night. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's a great question. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our Indiegogo campaign, which should be launching right about the time that you're listening. I'll make sure to post links on our Instagram, on our Facebook page, on my personal pages as well. This is really our way of opening up the support to you. We are thriving. We have a growing team. And to keep on delivering content on a consistent basis and with high quality and also to transition into getting more video footage, we definitely, definitely, definitely will benefit from having somewhat of a budget to work with. So whether it's contribution is greatly appreciated and if you don't have anything to give at the moment even just forwarding it and sharing the Indiegogo campaign with your community is going to make a world of difference thank you hey guys thank you so much for listening to our dance speak podcast for inquiries suggestions comments on your favorite guests or who you'd like to see on the show please email us at dancespeakpodcast at gmail.com that's d-a-n P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com and check back in next week for our latest